Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Hi guys and good morning. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. And if you don't follow the YouTube page that I have linked in the description of this podcast episode, go over there and subscribe because I just did a brand new video and I just put that out this weekend along with a little skit that I did or a sketch, I guess you could call it. So check that out. Go over to that uh, video. You're going to find content that I do from time to time that's only available on YouTube. So it is worth it to go over to YouTube, I think, and to subscribe. As well as you can listen to all my old podcast episodes on YouTube. And I am currently going through them right now, or rather my mom is. She's putting all my old podcast episodes onto YouTube. So thank you so much, mom, if you're listening to this episode. Um, But she's doing a great job and she's putting all the old episodes on. There's not a really super easy way to go through like just my Genesis episodes or just my Matthew episodes. I don't know why it's not super easy to do that, but YouTube makes it easy because I put them into individual playlists. So if you want to go back and listen to like just the Genesis episodes, you can do that on YouTube. Once again, that is linked in the description here and also check out that brand new video I did on God's kill count and why it's such a silly argument. But today we're going to be talking about Deuteronomy chapter 26 verses 12 through 19. Today we're going to finish out this chapter of Deuteronomy. So grab your Bible in the version that you prefer, but also make sure to grab that cup of coffee or your cup of tea for those of you who choose to drink tea over coffee. I'll never understand why, but uh, that is your prerogative. (laughs) So grab your comfort drink, whatever it is, and also your Bible. Let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 26, 12 through 19. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version this morning. When you have finished tithing all the tithe of your increase in the third year, which is the year of tithing, then you shall give it to the Levite, to the foreigner, to the fatherless, and to the widow, that they may eat within your gates and be filled. You shall say before Yahweh your God, I have put away the holy things out of my house and have also given them to the Levite, to the foreigner, to the fatherless, and to the widow, according to your commandment, that which you have commanded me. I have not transgressed any of your commandments, neither have I forgotten them. I have not eaten of it in my morning, neither have I removed any of it while I was unclean, nor given it for the dead. I have listened to Yahweh, my God's voice. I have done according to all that you have commanded me. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel and the ground which you have given us as you swore to your fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. Today, Yahweh your God commands you to do these statutes and these ordinances. You shall therefore keep them and do them with all of your heart and with all of your soul. You have declared today that Yahweh is your God and that you would walk in his ways, keep his statutes, his commandments, and his ordinances, and listen to his voice. Yahweh has declared today that you are a people for his own possession, as he has promised you that you should keep all of his commandments. He will make you high above all the nations that he has made, in praise, in name, and in honor and that you may be a holy people to Yahweh your God, as he has spoken. This is actually a continuation of what we were talking about on Friday with the tithes. So every single year, a first fruit tithe was supposed to happen. And the people were supposed to make a trip to the tabernacle to give this tithe to the tabernacle, to the priest. The priest would um, do a blessing over the person who brought it. And then the person would respond 
with a prayer. And then basically the entire day would be just a day of rejoicing in all the good things that God had done that entire year for that person. So now in verses 12 through 14, it talks about the third year, the third year of bringing the tithe of the first fruits. So it says, when you have finished tithing all the tithe of your increase in the third year, which is the year of tithing, you shall give it to the Levite. I don't know if you guys remember, but we talked about how in Numbers, I don't remember where it was. I think it was, it was Numbers chapter 18, I'm sorry, where it talks about how in the third year, people were supposed to give their tithe to the Levite, the Levites that were within the nation of Israel. Don't forget, the Levites had no land of their own. They were not given an inheritance that was by design. Uh, God was actually supposed to be their inheritance. They were also the ones that could take care of the temple, travel with the ark, take care of the furniture of God's temple. The Levites had a huge role to play, but they did not get any land of their own. Now, they were allowed to have houses and they were allowed to own things and they were allowed to own small amounts of property. When I mean they didn't get an inheritance, it means that when they crossed over into the promised land beyond the Jordan, the Levites were not given their own like section in that land. Because, for example, like Judah got a an allotment of land where they all settled. The tribe of Benjamin was nearby Judah as well. And all the different tribes, except for the Levites, got a portion of land. The Levites, however... What their role was, was they were supposed to spread throughout the entire nation of Israel. It didn't matter where they lived. They could live among the tribe of Benjamin. They could live among the tribe of Simeon or Judah or uh, Manasseh. They could live among any of the tribes that they wanted to live. And that was okay. That was by design so that the Levites would bless that particular tribe they were living amongst. However, because Levi... The tribal Levi did not get any specific allotment of land. They could be treated unfairly, potentially, because of the other tribes. And they also didn't have the land's resources like the other tribes did. So it could potentially be a problem for Levi if they were treated unfairly by the other tribes. This is why God puts a lot of rules in place on how the tribes were supposed to treat the Levites. So every three years, some of the tithe of the first fruits were supposed to be given to the Levites. And the Levites then would take it and enjoy it with their family members. But now in Deuteronomy chapter 26, the Levites were supposed to get the tithe, but also the foreigners, the fatherless, the widows were supposed to get some of that tithe as well. That was a huge uh, tithe. You know, if you think about it, every three years, you know, over two million people amongst all the tribes giving a percentage of their first harvest as a tithe, that would be a lot of food. That'd be a ton of food. And this is another rule put in place where the widows and the fatherless and the foreigners would be given part of the tithe of the first fruits every three years. Notice that it's not every year. It's every three years. God is very fair, and we know that everything comes from God to begin with. God states that pretty clearly, that the earth is his, and everything that we have comes from God. Every good thing is a gift from above, is actually what it says in the scriptures. So God does not force people to give every single year. This is not a redistributing of wealth in any way. This was a tithe 
that the people were supposed to bring to the temple to begin with, and God was sharing it, his own tithes, I suppose, among the people. But here's the prayer that was supposed to be stated after the person uh, gave the tithe to these poorer individuals. You shall say before Yahweh your God, I have put away the holy things out of my house and have given them to the Levite, to the foreigner, to the fatherless, to the widow, according to all your commandments, which you have commanded me. I have not transgressed any of your commandments, neither have I forgotten them. I have not eaten of it in my mourning, neither have I removed any of it while I was unclean, nor given it for the dead. I have listened to Yahweh my God's voice. I have done according to all that you have commanded me. Verse 15 is fantastic. Here's what it says. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people, Israel, and the ground which you have given us as you swore to your fathers, our fathers, I'm sorry, a land flowing with milk and honey. So after this person says to God directly, this was a prayer directly to God because it says you, God, this person was supposed to say, yes, I have done what you've commanded me. I have given my tithe to the foreigners, the father, fatherless, the widows, and the Levites. And now, because I have done this and I have not transgressed, in other words, I haven't eaten of that tithe myself, I haven't, uh, you know, given it to the dead people because that was a whole pagan ritual back in those days where they would put food near the dead person's body. And also, he hasn't removed any of it while he was unclean. Because this was a holy thing. Actually, God makes it extremely clear that tithes in general were very holy. A person couldn't bring the tithe to the temple or give it to the the foreigners, fatherless widows, and Levites unless that person was clean. Which, it's an interesting distinction to make. The people, the poorer people of Israel were not below God's temple, if that makes sense. Just because that person wasn't giving that tithe that year to God's temple, but was giving it to the poorer people of Israel, that didn't mean that that person could regard that tithe as not holy any longer. So God makes it super clear that all tithes are holy, and a person couldn't just mistreat one of God's holy tithes just because he or she maybe didn't like that it wasn't going to the temple any longer. This really shows God's heart towards people, I think, that all people are regarded as his children. It doesn't matter what their social standing is. After all, every single person is created in God's image. It was still a tithe. And now, the end of this prayer, after this person says, look, God, I gave the tithe this year to the people you commanded me to give it to, So now bless us. That's literally what it says. That's a command to the people. They are commanded to ask God to bless them, which I find really, really amazing. Verse 15, look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people, Israel, the ground which you have given us as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, I'd like to point something out here, though. In verse 15, this is not a blessing for the individual themselves. This is a collective blessing. It says, bless your people, Israel, and the ground which you have given us. This means that if one person is following God and asks for a collective blessing, that God may in fact collectively bless a nation or a family or a church just because one person is actively praying for God 
to bless his or her community. And I mean, there's even verses in scripture that that talk about one person living righteously and other people being blessed through that one person. For example, a good example I can think of is Joseph. Joseph was a slave in the book of Genesis, but he was a God honoring slave. And because he was serving in a home with Egyptian people who were not God followers, who were not Yahweh followers, God still blessed that entire household just because Joseph was there and Joseph was a Yahweh following individual. So God can, in fact, bless others through you. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you asking God to bless your family, bless your church community, bless your nation. I don't necessarily think it's wrong for you to ask God to bless you individually. Like, for example, like, God, please bless me in this one area. I don't think it's wrong to do that. But I do think if that's the only thing we're focusing on in our prayer life, like, God, what can you do for me? Can you bless me in this? Can you help me find the right path for that? Can you do this? Can you do that? That kind of gets into a little bit of pride and narcissism if we allow that to be our only prayers. But if we're praying also for our communities and for other people that we know who are struggling, I do think that God is more impressed with a humble prayer than he is with a selfish prayer, if that makes sense. Verses 16 through 19, it says, Today Yahweh your God commands you to do these statutes and ordinances. You shall therefore keep them and do them with all your heart and with all your soul. I like verse 17. It says, you, shall, you have declared today that Yahweh is your God and that you would walk in his ways. Keep his statutes, his commandments, and his ordinances and listen to his voice. So Moses is now addressing the entire congregation of Israel. All of what we've read so far, for the most part, is Moses addressing the Israelites and restating all of the commands that have basically already been given. There is a handful more, I think, that Moses um said in Deuteronomy that may not have been in Leviticus or Numbers, but Deuteronomy actually means a retelling, which is what Moses is doing. So now he's almost concluding everything he was talking about to the Israelite people by saying today, Yahweh your God commands you to do these statutes and ordinances. So the second Moses is done speaking all of them, he says, okay, now today is when you're going to start listening to them. And then he reminds the people that you have declared today that Yahweh is your God and that you would walk in his ways, keep his statutes, his commandments and his ordinances and listen to his voice. So the people made this solemn promise to God. They declared Yahweh as their own God that they would worship and listen to. We know that that happened also in Exodus where the people were like, yes, we will obey these 10 commandments that God spoke to us, but the people basically immediately forgot all of that and did not do it. But regardless, Moses is reminding the people that they did, in fact, say that they would begin to worship God. And because of that, they needed to start keeping his commandments. So how many people do you guys know, or perhaps, hopefully not, some of you guys even listening to this podcast have professed Jesus to be your God, and yet you don't listen, or you know somebody who does not listen to his commandments that are stated in scripture. There's a lot of Christians like this. This is why Christianity 
is looked at as being a very hypocritical religion because people kind of want to listen to Jesus. They kind of want to follow him because, you know, he he brings the comfort and the peace. And a lot of people also think that they're going to get something from God if they follow him. But they don't necessarily really want to follow him. Like when Jesus says, go and sin no more, that's not what people really want to hear. People want to hear the stories of Jesus healing or Jesus declaring himself to be God. They want to hear all that. But then a lot of people, unfortunately, ignore the commands laid out in the Bible, in scripture as a whole. We should not be doing that. And we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, too. I mean, we're all sinners. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that uh, we can never not sin. We will sin. We will fall short. There's no two ways about that. However, our lifestyle should be reflecting Jesus to the world as best we possibly can. And with the help of our the Holy Spirit that we have inside of us, we should be reflecting Jesus to the entire world. But unfortunately, too often we cave to what the world wants. We go do whatever we want to do. I mean, even Paul, <laughs> Paul, who was, uh, you know, the great preacher that like built the modern church, basically, even he was like, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things that are absolutely terrible, those are the things that I, I end up doing. So even Paul was not without uh, his problems. But we definitely should be admitting our faults. We should be doing our best to follow scripture. And we should be doing our best to listen to God's voice ourselves in everything that he calls us to do because this is going to be us shining our light to the entire world just as the Israelites were supposed to do back in their days. That's what their entire point was kind of. They are supposed to be a blessing to the entire world. They're supposed to shine God's light, which is the exact same thing that we are supposed to do for a dark world. We're supposed to give them God's light, the only source of hope that a dark world really has. Well, guys, this is going to sound crazy, but one great way that you can evangelize today is actually just by sharing this podcast with somebody that you know or by writing a review. Writing a review will help the podcast get found by more people. That's a simple way that you can evangelize today. But anyway, guys, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your Monday and that you are blessed today. And as always, happy listening and God bless. Oh,